welcome to episode number nine of the weekly theme show. I'm your co-host, Ryan, joined by Justin and Nick. Howdy, guys. Hello, hello. Hello, sir. And uh, Jones is, is your mobile this week, right? I am. So if I sound terrible, I apologize in advance. Well, any more terrible than, than normally, I guess. Yeah, it's true. But uh, so we're getting it all. I, I don't know at what point I can be mobile, and that's for this not to fall apart. But I think I think we're due for a week of me being mobile now with Nick. I, I think you. you need to like get one of those robotic surgery setups. Yeah, yeah. to, to change cheap. all the stuff. That's what around. I hear. I don't know what that means. I think anyway. we can handle you being mobile. We can do it. Be all right. Just slip into the old studio and hit the buttons. Yeah, that's true. Anywho, so. Going to be talking to you guys again, talking WordPress themes. Anything? Because I've got I've got stuff I know I want to talk about. I don't know. Uh, do you have specific things? What's What's new with you guys? I don't know. Somebody talk. <laughs> is that a, is that a, is that my good <laughs> podcast show host guy persona? Somebody talk. Uh, somebody say something. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to 3.4 releasing. Uh, you posted that link on WP Candy about the 10 things to know for 3.4. Yes, that was uh, a link to Aaron Brazell's blog post. I think that's technosailor.com. And he's been doing it for the past few versions, just kind of runs down uh, sort of what he thinks are the top ten things to, to know about this upcoming version. So I'm pretty uh, excited about having the, the tweets, uh, the Owen bed with tweets, you know, baked in. I think that would right. be nice. Yeah, I'll be able to ditch, uh, ditch a plug-in. Or at least maybe. I mean, I might keep it around for legacy support, but I also might just do some. Um, I believe there's a couple of ways that you can replace shortcode content with new content, if that makes uh. sense. So I think I might go that route because I've been using Twitter Blackbird Pi for probably the past two and a half years on the site to put in, or if if that's longer than the plugin's been around, then less time than that, but a long time to include uh, tweets in the posts, but. I do like I mean, that. I also like HTML and captions. I'm excited to use that on all of the right. sites that I have that aren't running nightlies. I don't think a lot of people use um, captions on pictures. I don't think a lot of theme authors build in support for that, mm. and I think that's a shame. <laughs> I yeah. love using captions, man. I use them all the time. Yeah. Uh, but again, you're using 2010, 2011 for a lot of your stuff, aren't you? Yep, and that's where I use my captions. Hmm. <laughs> There's a couple. Well, I, I ran into uh, an issue um, – and this is where, like, so I, I am using captions now, and this is something that maybe isn't. I won't spend too long on it, but uh, I'm actually doing captions slightly differently now in that I don't actually use them as captions. I'll just put it as sort of a special paragraph underneath the image because right. I found that using uh, default caption behavior within WordPress, it, um, the, the default output, like, manually puts in widths uh, because just based on how it's done, but what's important is that I ran into an issue with that when fixing up WP Candy for mobile, where captions could sometimes break the layout because it was forcing a width when I wanted to control the width in another way, like using CSS. So I need to spend either spend more time on that or I just make my other caption way work. But that's neither here nor there. HTML and captions is a good thing. I mean, a lot of stuff like the XML RPC stuff and the way the queries are handled... Um, I don't think most people are even going to notice or care, uh, but I like seeing right. things being Developer more, feature. Sure. yeah, more more stable and, and more just better all the way around. I think it's a better foundation and some some touch stuff because the the admin is 
pretty broken on the back end. Um, so I, I like the fact that they're moving towards... You mean, you mean on mobile devices? Yeah. Um, I, I like the fact that they're developing more of a browser-based thing than a native app. Um, because I think as time goes on, there's only going to be more types of devices. So putting all your eggs in an iOS app or an Android app, I don't think that's a lot of justice where if they're doing more of a browser-based thing, I, I, I like where they're going with that. Yeah. Or, like I was using a, um, uh, a touchscreen laptop for a few weeks while I had, a, had access to it, and um, yeah, it would work on that. You know, just kind of whatever random device you have that's a touchscreen. Right. It looks like they're starting to build support for that. So. And that's good, good. There's also uh, – so we were talking last week and we're talking today about getting onto the – and this is off of 3.4 news, I guess, but – uh, we're all going to see what we can do to help the theme review team out on make.wordpress.org slash themes. And uh, after fighting with various login things and track, I think we're all in at least enough to get our first theme to review, which uh, should be another experience to talk about. I've yeah. definitely not requested one yet, but um, been watching well, Jones, email. You're, you're slacking, dude. Yeah, Come you're on. behind. <laughs> well, if, I, if my keyboard wasn't thunderous right now, I'd be, I'd be working on it right now. But um, no, uh, I think it's the dialogue has been pretty cool to see. Um, been getting the emails, you know, the, on the mailing list. Um, I don't know. It's just I'm a little disappointed. I think there was a little bit of drama uh, this past weekend. Hopefully, that's not as that's not what usually happens. There was a, a theme author that was kind of upset that his theme. Um, was kicked or was not re uh, not approved for a reason, um, and then there was an example of another theme, a popular theme that was accepted, and he was you know didn't understand why that was happening, and um, and there was actually a user that had gone on there was asking for support, and then when like somebody replied and said, well you need to go to the WordPress.org support forums for that, she replied, I've already tried that, nobody ever responds to me, you need to help me now. <laughs> So, so all the probably all of the the fun stuff that happens on mailing lists because they're yeah. I, I mean, I feel like I'm listening weird. to a nineteen you know nineteen seventy three you know, CB radio traffic. It, you know. Yes, I think that's probably pretty close. That's pretty pretty accurate. Uh, yeah, I, I've I have my own um, frustration sometimes with so much WordPress conversation happening from mailing lists, particularly when there are things like like uh, P two that can make it. Uh, infinitely more pleasant to use. Um, hopefully as, I don't know, I, I hope that something like that will be seen as an alternative in the future. I mean, there's already a, a bunch of discussion that has been moved to P2s, you know, using the make.wordpress.org sites, whether it's themes or plugins or UI or whatever. Well, I think we've all got, fallen into that trap when you, you have this one system for productivity and, and workflow management that you've been using since the inception it's like, okay, well, do you do you stop and spend the time to migrate to something better or do you just keep using even though it's a little bit broken right. and still have all the old content? So I, I definitely don't uh, – Yeah, I mean I'll, I'll push it harder than that. I think it'll be – it'll take me – like I, I I have yet to be convinced and I don't think I can be convinced that mailing lists are good for anything. <laughs> like I think it's a – I think it's just a, a well, bad way list, to communicate. Listserv I guess is the old – Internet term. Yeah, well, whatever. But it's so it's frustrating. I mean, anyway. But so so we finally got uh, Nick's track login working, which was frustrating. I still don't know why that was an issue. Yeah, that that was really strange. I created a brand now. new one and tried to use my original one from when I first got back into WordPress, and neither one would let me log in. And then all of a sudden, boom, they both work. 
So so all is well in in Nick Track World. I am in Track asking for themes. I'd like to review one, please. Yes. Send me one. So just all sorts of that's going to be happening very soon. So we'll have all sorts of theme-related fun stuff to talk about and uh, all sorts of new people to potentially annoy or and or upset. Uh, go ahead. Can I just say this? I would please. like to say that the... I don't know when the last WordPress application update was. I feel like it was probably within the last week. Uh-huh. But it has just become a much greater pleasure to use that application in the recent mm. uh, recent days simply because I can actually post things from there. Okay. Well, that's that's a good improvement then. The uh, iOS app, right? Yeah, the, uh, the WordPress iOS app actually is allowing me to post things very smoothly. It's actually functioning a lot better. And I actually have blogged twice this week solely from my phone, and it's been fantastic. Oh, really? The, the picture worked okay, too? Yep, which is basically what I'm using it for. Like, I want to be able to take a picture immediately, blog it immediately without having to right. use Posty as I was doing before. Right, um, email stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's working out great so far. I mean, there's a few little things that could be better, but I just wanted to say that. That's been one of the recent things I've been noticing with WordPress. That's exciting. It's it's a one step closer to not being dependent on a service like a Twitter type service. Right. You can actually, exactly. e- easily own your own content, whereas before it's a bit more of an investment to try to figure out how to do it. So, I have. I want to talk about P two. That's of the first. Thing. I have two things that I want to talk about. One of them is P two, and we've been using it uh, the past couple. Well. Past used it day, for a while. day or two. Well, we've been using P2 for a while. Uh, well, since we started doing the show, but then before that, for various things here or there. And P2 is just a really cool, you know, sort of team collaboration uh, theme, uh, P2theme.com. Um, but their 1.4 update, which, like, virtually nobody talked about, which is crazy to me because one of the things that it adds is this super useful um, feature where. Uh, when you're typing in the status updates, if you type uh, a lowercase o, it'll create a, a list item that, or a to-do item that can be checked in what you post. And if you post a lowercase x at the beginning of a line, it'll be uh, checked off. So you can basically create sort of on-the-fly lists of things that need to be checked off with MP2, which is, like, really clever. And I, I, hadn't, I hadn't even ever – I've never seen that implementation before or even heard the idea thrown around before. So it's really cool to see that uh, added in to what P2 can do. I had not seen anything about that. I know Otto mentioned it last on last week's late night. Right. Uh, so that was good to see. But no, yeah. uh, I think that it's one step closer to being kind of a base camp replacement for me, at least. Um, you know, I, I'm still under the grandfathered old base camp uh, model for mm-hmm. free mm-hmm. for one of the projects I collaborate with. And uh, I think a lot of the things there is honestly managing to do's and, yeah. and retaining history of things. So I think, um, if this would be in its current state about a year and a half ago, I would be sitting very much pretty right now. Hmm. Uh, but now I've got to figure out how to get all my crap out of Basecamp for when they decide to make it all go away, which hopefully they won't be soon. But Yeah, I mean, it seemed like, I think Classic, they said, will stick around for a while. But, you know, P2 is nice because it's free. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it's free on me on the content. Right, right. Uh, but I put together a list uh, that I published earlier today, a real short list, but it's a something that I, I like tracking, uh, and that are, that's plugins that are built specifically for P2. 
Uh, so there are a couple out there. Um, there are actually only four that I'm able to find so far that, you know, and this is why it's a list on WP Candies because it's a really easy list to write. Uh, and I don't usually do list stuff, but uh, a few of them that I think are clever, and I think I've implemented most of them on RP2 so far, even though I still have to do some updates. One of them is called a Mention Me widget. So that's just a plugin that shows your mentions in the sidebar, which I think I used to re replace. Previously, we were using like recent comments or something like that. And your mentions makes a lot more sense. So you can see when people are referring to you or at replying something to you within P2. Another one is P2 likes, which is kind of neat, the ability to like posts rather than comment on them and respond to them. So I like that. And I'll link all of this up in the show notes. Uh, P2 resolved posts, which is really cool. And I know we've been using that one for a little while. And it's sort of a way to flag uh, P2 updates and, and, and threads so that they don't get lost and buried, you know, down the page or into the next page or the page after that, you can kind of flag them as unresolved and they'll show up in the sidebar and then you can mark it as resolved once things are taken care of. And then I also like this one, who's online, which just gives you a new user's widget that will say basically who's online now and everybody else, when was the last time that they were on line? Yeah, that's another cool functionality I liked in Basecamp was the, yeah. uh, you can see how long it had been since people were on. Right. Um, so it's not, you don't have to wonder whether or not they saw something. If they were on, they probably saw it. So that's, right. that's nice. And as far as the, the mention me stuff, I mean, I discovered there's the mentions same thing similar to Facebook and Twitter where you put the at symbol and you can, you know, mention a registered user. But up until this plugin, I always wondered what that was for, if there was any functionality built into P2 for that or if it was just kind of a thing that they they built in and hoped somebody would build a plugin to make it make it useful. Um. No, it's it's there. Uh, so you can type at if you type an at sign, then it'll give you sort of that drop down where you can choose from a specific person, or you know it'll autocomplete or whatever uh, to direct something at somebody. And it's also in that's a similar sort of implementation is in place, I think, for uh, BuddyPress activity feed updates because I see it there as well. Uh, but as far as I know, I mean that those are the only two kind of themes slash plugins that implement stuff like that that I can think of. But uh, so there's that, and then there's, a, there's a couple other plugins that I mentioned that are worthwhile uh, that I'll post a link to in the show notes. But P2 theme, you know, 1.4 update I think was pretty neat. Um, and I'm, you know, there there really aren't as many themes that I've found as consistently useful in sort of this app-like behavior as P2. Um, so I like it, and I like talking about it. Clearly, I think if I were to set up something like this for a like local client, they would like their head would explode. The mind would be completely blown that they could collaborate and kind of I – mean, it's basically a replacement for you – know, back in the day, a lot of people used like Microsoft server type stuff, intranet type stuff. I think mm -hmm. we're finally getting to the point where you can have a reliable set of those same tools. Right, yeah. Ho host remotely. Right. Pro you know, team collaboration, um, intranet stuff. I mean that's that's how it, it fits. And, it, and it's nice because you can – you know, it's it's relatively lightweight, easy to fire off another. In particular, if you have a, a decent, you know, multi-site setup somewhere, uh, it's you know, I'm always, I feel like I'm always firing off another P2 for some reason. Cool. I've got another uh, theme. What's our time? Let me check our time because we got a. What? Uh, hmm. Let's talk about a sponsor. Let's do that now. Go for it. I'm down with that. Uh, Obox Themes is sponsoring this week's episode. Uh, actually, it's obox-design.com, but I think they might have obox-themes.com. In any case, 
Um, really cool company. They've been around for uh, three years as of this summer. And even though they're called Obox Themes, they have started adding plugins uh, as of late. Uh, one of their, I would say, probably I have to check with them, but it has to be probably their most popular plugin is called Obox Mobile. And drop that into the chat. I have the link ready. See, I'm learning. Hmm. Uh, and Obox Mobile is cool because it's a plugin that uh, makes your blog more mobile friendly. So we we're just talking about, you know, WordPress kind of doing more stuff to the dashboard to make it more mobile friendly and how, you know, relying too much on apps can kind of put you in a tough spot. Well, in a similar sort of way, I mean, there are, uh, man, I, I went this route for WP Candy at one point, uh, setting up, basically building and distributing an app for iOS for accessing the website. But it makes a lot more sense to just optimize your mobile view for all those users. And Obox Mobile is one of those kind of one-click ways to do that. Uh, so you set up the, the uh, plugin, and it comes with, uh, I think, three different themes. So to kind of visualize it, you have, you know, whatever your WordPress theme is, and you can use that, and this doesn't affect that at all. But for any mobile users coming from, you know, an iOS device or an Android device or whatever, uh, they're going to see a different theme. And you can choose uh, from a couple that it comes with, and they're, I mean, it's really, I think they call it Obox Mobile Framework because you can, you know, add stuff to it and add templates and tweak things and, and all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, really, it's, it's you know, you can go down the route of making this whole custom uh, mobile experience, basically create a whole other theme or a couple of themes on your own. Or you can go with something like Obox Mobile that if you really don't have a whole lot of time and a, a ton of money to hire people to make that work for you, uh, I think using Obox Mobile is sort of a dead simple way to solve that problem because let's face it, not I mean, it's probably true that not every website needs a mobile view, but I think that's becoming less and less true, right? Because everybody's on mobile devices. Like I think every website problem. needs a mobile view. Well, I mean, I hesitate to say that only because uh, you know statistically, you should really only say that those who have mobile visitors need a mobile view, right? So if there's a site out there like what was the like if, if there's some like um, you know uh, club site or some some like uh, uh, cool thing club cool thing club well no what was what was the site I don't know why this just came to mind Nick but that that like morels dot com that mushroom site oh yeah so if you have uh, this this they've been maintaining this sort of and this is going to be a weird link to drop into the show notes people are going to be like what the hell is that uh, but if you have like this this weird sort of you know country community talking about morels. There's probably not a huge demand for a mobile version of that website. I could be wrong, right? But assuming you're not morels.com. They're definitely <laughs> wrong. And I'm probably wrong. Because yeah. you guys, well, I know you guys troll that site all the time because you're terrible. Hey, hillb hillbillies have blackberries now. You know what I'm trying to say. That, that statistically, uh, yeah. there feasibly could be someone out there that doesn't right. need a mobile site. But that's probably I, I not. Think you know, like grandma's uh, genealogy site or something like that. Right. Be... There's really not that many people. Everybody probably should have a mobile view. Uh, and this is a really simple way to do it. One thing that I noticed uh, when play around, playing around with this lately uh, that I, I, don't know, I, I don't know how I overlooked it before that I think is just really clever. So it's a plug-in, like I said, but when you have it active, uh, if you go into your, your um, WordPress menu screen, it adds like a mobile navigation option. So, you oh, know, really? so like how WordPress menus work, you have to basically create a menu and then you can assign that to a navigation spot. So this plug-in really gives useful. you a mobile navigation so that you can have like a separate, 
maybe more compact or more simplified navigation just to show on your mobile site that isn't on your. And I, I just think that was a, a plug-in adding menus to your WordPress dashboard, I think, is a pretty clever, or at least menu locations uh, is pretty clever. So forget my whole diatribe weird thing about morels.com. Uh, check out <laughs> Obox, Obox Mobile. I'll link it up in the show notes. Cool no, stuff. I think a, a lot of this stuff, it looks like it's been built in trying to use a lot of the WordPress core functionality, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for So for whatever reason, I mean, I harp a lot about using WordPress core stuff as much as possible. So if a year from now or two years from now, I like a different mobile plugin better, I can easily transition. Sure, sure. And it looks like they've optimized for child theme, child theming to style it up better. I mean, it's... Uh, Pretty uh, pretty well thought out. It's good stuff, and we're appreciative them of appreciative them of appreciate of them for sponsoring weekly theme show number nine. Hey, so I I don't want to dominate. I mean, I, I want to talk about a theme, but if there's other stuff we got to talk about, let's dig into that. No, I have a fun fact. Bring it on. Did you know that the PHP end of file closing PHP tags are now removed in 3.4? I did know that. Well, yeah, that I is did, incredibly I useful for me because <laughs> you're so full of crap. No, I did. I, I, I read the blog post that you're looking at that from, so I, <laughs> I did know that. Thanks, jerk. But I can't tell you how many times I've broken uh, or, or white screen files because of putting um, accidental white space at the bottom of you know editing a theme file. Oh, really? Um, I didn't know this but, was a I didn't know this was a longstanding problem you've had. Well, because it's embarrassing, I never told anybody until now. So you should feel like <laughs> well, he's, me come, and he's the, come out to us. Me and the yes, and the three I'm, other I'm putting people myself to you. Right. Okay. So that that definitely makes me happy. Oh, solved. Then they 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 check that box for you in three point four. Yeah. Huh. Lowercase x space. Uh, yeah. There you go. Um, how about uh, posting a link about WordPress themes having its own sample data? Yeah, I saw you. you uh, that was linked up on. Uh, I think you linked it up as a forum the, question. The forum post on your, yeah. on your you know, forum post on your forum. Uh, the, no, I don't think nobody had responded. Any, yeah, no responses. <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> here's what happens when you post to our it, forums. It, this person was saying that they they downloaded the theme, or got it, like either purchased or downloaded a theme, and there was a uh, WordPress directory that they uploaded, and then magically. There was posts like sample pages and sample data um, already there. They did mm-hmm. not. They didn't use the, the generic WordPress uh, XML importer. Right. Um, so their question was, how did this happen? Okay. So do you do you have any? I mean, on? the thing to remember is that you know you can add content to WordPress or you can import content using the importer. You know, using an XML file or coming from whatever other place you have stuff. Uh, but without, I mean, and that's what I, I guess I'll, I'll comment here after the show on that forum post, that without knowing more about it, uh, I can't t- necessarily tell them specifically why that's doing it. But the thing to remember is that if you have a theme or a plugin and it's active on your site, you know, and this is what, you know, Dre or anybody else security-wise will tell you, like, they can do whatever they want to your site. So uh-huh. particularly when it comes to something like this where, I mean, and I, you know, and I'm not insinuating anything because who knows where they bought it from or where they got this, you know, stuff from to upload it and get this behavior, but um, it, there's nothing stopping a, a theme or a plugin from writing default content to your database. Uh, there's gotcha. nothing, There's technically nothing stopping a theme or a plugin from 
clearing out your database. You know, and I don't say that to instill fear, but just to make people aware that where you get themes or plugins from, you know, you want to be you want to be conscious. You know, you want to you want to you know be careful. You want to be aware um, because just like that, I mean, you know, installing and activating something like that, it can it has free reign. So you've got to make sure that it's from a trusted source, and that's so that's how it did it. I mean, it, it has. Gotcha. So that without, have, yeah. without manually having to upload the XML file, it basically handled the writing of the database on its own, which is a little terrifying. But yeah, I mean, the, it's, the reason I brought it yeah. up is because I was, I was wondering if there was now, now that I know that it's probably writing to the database without your knowledge mm-hmm. or permission, um, well, explicit permission anyway. Right. Uh, it's less attractive, but I mean, I've had a couple experiences before when I purchased a theme, and half the battle is getting it to look like the sample database. Mm-hmm. Um, which two ways to go with that? One is it's nice to be able to start tweaking from what you already know, or what you why, why you, you you bought a site that looked like this, and I want to change this about it, and you get it, and well, you've got to create these four pages, and that have to be this custom post type or, or custom page template, and you've got to add these images in. Right, um, it's a, a little frustrating at times, but I also don't necessarily always like to have a bunch of sample data added that I've got to go back and delete later, which. Maybe it's just a nervous twitch of mine, but I don't like having data in there that's not supposed to be there. So, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, I, I think there's a. I've, I've seen this. I've seen this done a couple of different ways, uh, and I can't remember where, but I, I feel like there's somebody who made, who opted to make a sample data plugin rather than like specifically for their. Um, theme, or maybe this was in uh, using a theme options uh, edition that basically added, and then another button would basically remove that, um, oh. which was kind of a clever implementation. But um, yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, you install and activate it, that's your implicit permission for that thing to do whatever it wants uh, on your site, even if you're not specifically telling it to uh, in the moment. So it's not. I would definitely say the ideal behavior is to just include an XML file, you know, with a theme. That's that's the kind of the assumed, understood way for adding or importing content to a site. Cool. I'll make sure that that's linked up in the show notes. So I, re- I reviewed a theme, or I have mostly reviewed a theme, uh, and depending on. Um, your feedback, because we've talked about this a little bit, but reviewing things is kind of hard, and it takes a lot of time and effort, and uh, there's just such a huge amount of stuff that the WordPress community is is producing on a weekly basis that it can be overwhelming and kind of exhausting to even think about, um, you know, trying to review even a portion of it, you know, because you know you can't review all of it. Uh, and so just without necessarily much uh, in without much planned or without much, um, I guess, without promising too much in the future, I grabbed one of the themes that were released in the last week on WordPress.org. So it's a free theme. It's called Polaroids. And I think I have the link for the chat room. And it's by a developer named Guy Davies. And at first glance, it's it's basically a photo blog theme, even though it could be used for a number of different things. But uh, if you see the demo or the screenshots, it has sort of that, um, like a Polaroid kind of look on the homepage. And I guess the first thing to point out in, in um, using the theme 
is that WordPress.org doesn't really do a great job of previewing non-blog themes. Uh, so if you go to the theme preview, like you can see how it should look on .org in the screenshot, but the theme preview itself is not a good representation of the site or of the theme, sorry, uh, because it's because still using the same default data that any other theme demo would use. Is that, is the, is that the theme unit test? Is that what they use? Yeah, I believe it's the same same stuff. So it's, it, you know, it's not a huge deal because you can click through to the, the authors. The theme author site right now is using uh, Polaroids. So you can see a better demo with that link. Um, but this is one of those areas where particularly when you want to see WordPress themes that are kind of uh, a little bit more out of the box and a little less, excuse me, kind of standard blog look, I know uh, uh, ThemeForest, I believe, allows you to allows theme authors to set a demo that isn't that is on another site, so they right. can set up their own demo and kind of nurture that to to you know have the content that works best for that theme and then show that off. And maybe that would be a nice sort of compromise in situations like this. But in any case, that's sort of a side note. Well, because I would think that uh, it's probably like the featured image, which has been in WordPress for quite a while now. Yeah, that's what is that's what that. Um, that's how it pulls the the images for the front page. It's almost time you know you gotta maybe ping some people add to the list of things to maybe add some featured images to right. unit tests. Right, and I think there I think there are, there is um, maybe there's not. I should. I think there are a few. I have to go yeah. back and look at my site. Yeah, but it's but. not for. I mean that that's a theme that you really need to have. If not a featured image, it says that it will pull from you know whatever your first basically image is in the post if a featured post isn't present. Or featured uh. thumbnails and present, so it, you know it. It really doesn't function well without images in use, and that's why I consider it a photo blogging theme. Uh, what it's kind of fun. Like as I was using it, I was thinking uh, both the name Polaroid as well as the look. I mean, how 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 far or how close are we to you know a group of younger users? I guess looking at it and wondering what it means, like what the pol. You know, I mean, should. At what point is it weird to expect younger users of WordPress or of the internet, I guess, to know what a Polaroid is, you know, <laughs> or to know what those that, those graphics on that page are supposed to look like? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, there is a yeah. It's it's more the second thing that you said because I think it's pretty trendy for people to take Polaroids nowadays. Okay. All right. I guess uh, I guess the I don't know what the trendy kids are doing, but it kind of there was a discussion or a blog post uh, in the past couple of weeks that was kind of saying, hey. Look at all of these symbols we use for common everyday computer things, and think about how, you know, abstracted they are from the average user today. Like, this, what's the save icon when you click save? It's usually a floppy disk. Like, how 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 far have we come from that idea? You know, um, just stuff like that that I think is kind of interesting. But I just kind of chuckled when I thought about that because I'm like, I don't know if my younger sisters, they probably they, they probably I think my dad had a Polaroid camera or still does, so they would. <laughs> They would definitely well, know what that was, but well, they don't make the legit Polaroid film anymore. But there's like a Chinese knockoff place you can get stuff online. Oh, really? So it's you the, the hipsters are listening to vinyls and using the Polaroid <laughs> knockoff Polaroid film. So, um, so I mean, uh, design-wise, that I, I, you know, I don't really get photo blogging themes very often, so I'm kind of okay not, kind of not not really digging the the, the look of this theme because. Something about the kind of one column minimalistic, like it seems to to usually draw photographers and, they, and it's the kind of stuff they like to use, but it doesn't really do it for me. 
So I kind of sidestep that. That's not really, um, you know, it's not a theme necessarily for me. Uh, but I do have some criticisms. <laughs> I mean, just by looking at it, I, I could definitely see myself using this um, for a photo gallery, basically, mm-hmm. photo gallery theme, because I'm, I'm trying to get to the point where I can, um, you know, use more of the WordPress core functionality for uh, photo management because I've got, for one of my projects, I've got literally 5,000 pictures to manage. And, right. Um, I want to do. If I'm going to spend, you know, if I'm going to burn, you know, basically a couple of days or weeks, you know, putting these all online, I want to make sure that I'm not to redo it in five years. Right. Right. Well, and that's. I think with with themes like this one, it's it's the sort of non-standard theme that could almost do with a guided setup. So you know, WordPress when you update to a new version, there are these uh, uh, pointers they're called, and you're used to them if you are a user of Facebook or a user of WordPress, at least last version. You know, when you when you when there's an update. Uh, it's going to basically walk you through what the new stuff is and kind of point that out to you. So WordPress will do it with these kind of blue, it's kind of a blue and white box uh, that I think, you know, like before it pointed out like the new uploader and maybe the new admin bar stuff and distraction-free writing and things like that. Uh, and I've only seen, I think, uh, WordPress uh, SEO by Yoast uses it. Uh, you can take a plug-in tour and it'll kind of walk you through what you need to know. I think a theme like this could almost use something like that uh, because to really make it work well, uh, and this is, I think this is something like this is probably preferential to like a whole bunch of offline or not offline, but separate documentation because that has its purposes too. But really when you're setting up, you know, okay, well, what, I, I guess I'm trying to think about it from my perspective using it and what I think the experience would be of an average user. They're like, Hey, I want to do some photo blogging. Okay. Well, what dimensions should uploads be? You know, I know where that is and where I should go tweak and test that, but there's probably some ideal settings that work best for this theme, right? Uh, or work in general that maybe that could you know fire me over and, and explain that. Um, you know, st- stuff like that that kind of came to mind while I was fooling around with it too. That kind of um, fit with what you're saying that you, that, you need to know that stuff. It's definitely a frustration, no matter what theme I've ever tried to implement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never, it's very seldom ever clear. Um, you know, if you're, what size should the logo be? Or, you know, you, you want to, there's these three featured areas. What size should those images be? And I usually just resort to going back to the test site and firing open the inspector in Chrome and, mm-hmm. and checking there. Um, yeah. Some, some would put it in the back end, but that definitely would be, to have that a lot more obvious, I think would be helpful. Right. And I, and I, and I don't think it should ever be, you know, heavy handed and walk through everything. But I think for some of these that, that, you know, if there's especially, Poignant stuff, I think, might be worth pointing out. Now, that's that, whoa, sorry, heard heard the wall again. Um, so, their theme options are are, are standard WordPress UI, uh, and of course, this went through the the theme review process that we were just talking about earlier. So, it's a solid theme, uh, but the options that are included, I think, are a little misguided. So. Uh, there's a couple that I think make sense for this theme. Uh, I think uh, I'm not looking at the option screen right now, just looking at my notes, but I think there are probably about 20 options, let's say, 20 to 25 options on that screen. Uh, and there are two, I think, that make sense for a theme to use. One of them, uh, there's an option to enable human readable dates for posts. Hmm. So this is changing it from, uh, you know, this was posted on, on May 12th to this was posted, you know, 20 days ago. Makes sense, uh, and I think that 
that fits is, is arguable enough to include in, in, in theme options like that. And another one is to hide the comments disabled message when you have comments turned off on post. So those two options make sense. But otherwise, uh, the options include things like use dynamic meta descriptions, uh, hide the tools menu, um, like basically a little bit of SEO and a whole bunch of like customize the dashboard, which I think makes no sense at all in a theme. Uh, a couple things about customizing the, the uploader when you're uploading images. So like hide the description field. Like, so not to say that they're bad things to change, but just wrong for a theme to change them. Right. Because if you have a user that, and I, and I got the sense while looking through those that this is uh, the developer's sort of, again, Guy Davies, who I'll link up his blog and stuff. And the, again, you know, uh, cool developer. I like that he released a theme. It's just sort of my take on theme options. It seems like these are sort of his recommended set of uh, options that he uses or that his clients use or what have you. But if, you know, best case scenario, you've got a user that likes those settings and likes how they tweak WordPress to behave, uh, as soon as they change their theme and they will change their theme, all of that stuff's going to be gone. So it does that. And there's also, um, just in terms of WordPress changes, uh, it changes the upload and insert icon. So, you know, on uh, this is the WYSIWYG editor I'm talking about. And you're adding a new post and there's got sort of those three icons. Or I think it's all a combined icon now since the last version of WordPress. And that's what you click to actually drag and drop files to upload or choose a file or whatever. So it changes that to a different icon and adds uh, adds an instruction, click this to you know, upload pictures or video. Uh, so that's that's an odd choice. Uh, kind of the same as what I was saying before. Not necessarily a bad decision, but including it in a theme I think is misplaced. And do you guys know about editor styles? So uh, the, the WYSIWYG editor, the what you see is what you get editor with WordPress, lots of people criticize it, and I think some of that's probably uh, deserved because, you know, web formatting editors are pretty difficult sometimes. Uh, well, it's a difficult problem to solve. In any case, uh, a theme can add styles to that area to make the text that you're formatting look more like what it will look like on the front end of the theme. So by default, if you leave the WordPress editor alone, I think it's a, it's a, it's a serif font and it's all sort of set with sort of WordPress defaults that are kind of defaulted to the what's in the WordPress dashboard. But if you're using a theme that maybe has just naturally larger fonts, or sorry, naturally larger font sizes, maybe a slightly different style for headings depending on which one's used, then a theme author can choose to add those styles to the WYSIWYG editor, oh. which is usually a good thing. Uh, in this case, it's it's a bad thing. Because normally, uh, or most implementations that I see of this, uh, there's a separate um, editor style sheet that's created that basically contains the typography for that theme. So they take out, you know, the paragraph styles and the heading styles and the block quotes and all those things. And then that's sort of applied to that posting area. Uh, this, uh, this theme, though, actually just includes the default theme style sheet for mm. the editor area. So... The reason I discovered this because I would go to write a post and everything was by default centered, like without any formatting applied. I go to type and it's all centered, and, and I had to like, okay, so if I left align it, then that fixes it. But then I create a new post and it's centered align again. So there's just it was you know 
uh, always kind of a question mark. And so I, you know, dug around in the theme and saw where uh, the main style sheet was being applied to the editor, and that's why. So that's like I, I, all that to say. Those are my couple of criticism, I guess, about the theme. I like it. I like the idea, like how mostly how it works. Uh, it doesn't appeal to me personally, so I wouldn't use it uh, just because of the appearance isn't quite what I go for. But I think uh, I want to recommend it to people. And I think with a couple of changes, um, specifically with some of the option stuff, because while that doesn't necessarily hurt somebody using the theme, if they do get into it, I think it would harm, like harm their experience later on uh, because of that and because of the, uh, the editor, uh, the WYSIWYG editor behavior. I think I Right now, I would hold off on recommending until a couple of those changes are made. Well, I, I um, definitely agree why he might have made some of those changes as far as um, simplifying, removing some of the fields on the image uploader mm-hmm. and um, changing some of the wording. But what this feels like to me is he built this for maybe a project or a family member, and these are all the things that the people were confused by, so he made an option to change them. Could be, could be. So, I mean, and, and I, you know, I, I understand why. I would, yeah, I'd like to see it in a plugin too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the system that it's in, if you're in a if it's the .org directory, how how easy is it to communicate to somebody that well, you, if you want to use my theme, you really should grab my plugin too. Um, I, uh, I don't know if there's a good way to really have people do that. Well, I mean, I think the. I mean, the, the simpler answer to that question is, that, you know, I think people will find the plugin if they want to use it. I don't think there's any. I mean, the things that, I, that I'm that i listing here as far as, like, removing the theme options or the tweak to the WYSIWYG editor or whatever, or, sorry, to the upload icon, that's stuff that I don't think anybody would assume should be part of a theme. Right. You know, and, and that's just one of those things that, uh, you know, it's easy to include them if you're used to them, you know, and I get that. Uh but I think in this case, if it wasn't included, I don't think anybody would be clamoring for it. But if, you know, the theme already works the way it's expected, then I think that that's the sort of thing that will get people coming back and then digging up that person's plugins or other themes to see what else they do. So well, I think just almost, naturally they would find it. I definitely see your point that it's almost like the you know, when the theme activated, it put stuff into the database. You, you don't expect a theme to normally change those areas. So it's Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, this is a... It's a very minor example where, and it's actually even kind of relevant to the theme when it tweaks the, the, you know, the upload icon. Uh, I think in general, it's just a good kind of global rule of thumb: do not change the WordPress dashboard unless you're a plugin specifically designed to do that. You know, I think there are very few times when it's necessarily something you want to do to to change the dashboard and, and its behavior. Um, but certainly not in themes. I think that's way, way off base. Um, and this is a minor example of that. But it's it's a bad practice to get into, you know, uh, because that's just going to confuse people. <laughs> it's just going to cause problems for everybody involved. I think. So I would agree with that as well. Yeah. I don't. Cool. I don't think there's much reason for a theme to uh, try to change the dash- dashboard, especially for someone that's probably an average, you know, general right. user. Right. Like that's just nuts, right? So, now, I mean, I, the theme design though is cool, and like yeah. I give them, you know, I give them uh, props for trying to reach out to kind of the people that are are starting to take more Polaroid pictures or just kind of want to have that simple square, really grainy, dumb Instagram feel <laughs> um, to a blog post or whatever. Yeah, uh, you know, that's really popular right now. So I think sure. it's, it it is something that I think you and I and Jones could probably recommend to a few people that they would really like. But right. 
those well, customizations and, and to the dashboard just yeah, don't make any I sense. I think those things just, just tear them out, and the, the theme will be better without it. Yeah. And, and I think you can, I mean, you know, we've, we've all been watching the WordPress.org, you know, theme library a little bit more closely um, since mm-hmm. we started the show. That theme definitely stands out. You know, there oh, are, for sure. You know, because it's really easy to make. I mean, you know, WordPress is designed for it, at least since, you know, stage one of WordPress's growth. It's a it's a blog system as well as being content management system and, you know, sort of a framework and, and all those other things. But it's really easy to make blog themes with WordPress. And I and it's it's I think worth being applauded to see somebody um, like Guy Davies going uh, sort of a different direction and making a photo blogging theme with it, because there really aren't that many even paid. I mean, we've had, I think we've probably had this discussion before about how, you know, photo blogging with WordPress, there's, I mean, I don't think, nothing comes to mind in terms of a, this is the drop dead simplest, like you have to use this solution if you're photo blogging with WordPress. It's weird, but I don't think so. I mean, am I I off on that? Is it just like, maybe it's just a 2010, 2011 thing, but, you know, you would think that there would be something else where you'd say, you should absolutely use these guys or use this. It, it, it's really funny because I think for the past couple of years, it's just, yeah, there's so many people that are looking for that solution and it really doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, as far as photo blogs go and, uh, even to the extent of, you know, kind of my compliments earlier of the iOS app, it's just like you've photo blogging with your primary device nowadays, which is generally an iPhone or Droid where you take your pictures and being able to blog those immediately, uh, that with that getting better, you would think more and more people would want to use themes like this, or yeah, or at least have sections of their blog that are able to kind of be styled mm-hmm. like this to make them kind of look cool. And I, I definitely, it definitely would have caught my eye had I been looking, you know, perusing sure. through, you know, yeah, well, themes like you said, back in the day. I mean, most of the themes on .org are very traditional, mm-hmm. you know, s- sidebar, you know, content column, logo at the top, right. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, regardless of what criticisms we might have, kind of nitpicking about it, I think this. Um, I hope people use the hell out of this theme, and and, and get this guy some some props so he could, will continue to do other things on org and, and continue to uh, nitpicking. Who's nitpicking? Well, I mean, uh, we've known or now we know how stringent the uh, WordPress org theme review guidelines are. So, you know, regardless of what he's doing to alter things. It must be done in the correct, secure way. Otherwise, it wouldn't have made sure, it through. Yeah, I mean, nobody's nobody's blog's going to implode when using it. That's for sure. I mean, it's, no, it's, no way. Yeah, I yeah. would agree with that. Hmm. Uh, so, so, just yeah. just side note. I don't. Maybe I'm off the charts on this, but when's three four supposed to come out? Oh uh, well, it just went into release know? candidate one stage. So, any time in the next month is probably likely. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah. That, little I mean, distractor there. No, that's fine. No, it's a valid question. We should have brought it up earlier. Yeah. Uh, I think um, – so So, do you think, you know, a text version of that, would it be worth posting, you think? Cause this is- I, def- I definitely think so with some screenshots of kind of what you're yeah. suggesting as yeah. far as the yeah. critiques. Uh, yeah, and I think, you know, if you look at the stats, there's not a – there's a good amount of people that are kind of, you know, checking it out or whatever. Right. But, uh, it's definitely one of those themes where you kind of want to promote it because it's – it's doing something outside of what kind of is standard on WordPress.org. So right, okay, cool. Yeah. I, I liked it. I liked it both, you know, before writing things up and then after kind of looking back over my notes about it because I think it's. I I, I like it. I like the review because it brings up a number of things that I think are worth. Yeah. Theme developers paying attention to. 
Well, that's know? just in general. Yeah. Like, why why does the theme have any control over what the dashboard's doing? Uh, Jones, we are at forty eight minutes. That is our time currently. Gotcha. Um, I know. You- Whoa, Robot Nick. Robot Nick, stop. <laughs> okay. Excuse me? You're probably oh, better now. Possible? Uh, you're back now. Um, I know you mentioned it. I think you mentioned it earlier, but the preview just doesn't look the same to me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, preview's broken for, I mean, really any kind of out there themes on .org are potentially going to run into that problem just because the it's really, I mean, it's not necessarily a problem with WordPress.org, the, the the theme directory. It's a right. it's a, the the problem is that if it is a non-standard design, how could there be a set of test data that could possibly, you know, exist that would support all of those different ones? And that's that's why I think that maybe in some cases it would be worth uh, letting somebody set up a separate test install to show it off. Like because you know what if there what if the theme instead was something that was what if it was like a, a a podcasting theme and it, and it required basically the ability to show off, you know, audio streams or audio feeds or MP3 players and things like that. Well, you couldn't do that, you know, with the current display and you can obviously, you can set up another one and link it in the other theme links. But I think this, you know, there's probably a better way to, to, to do it that will come in time, but that's why it's broken because it's definitely broken. Yeah. Cool. Anything on your mind, Jones? Because you're asking about the time. Well, no, just um, I kind of wanted to go back over to Bruce Wampler's comment back over on the site about Weaver 2. Ah, yes. It's it's definitely become a meme on our show, but... Jones um, definitely wants to talk about Weaver 2 again. I can't uh, can't do that. Well, the theme author, we've we've poked a fair amount of fun at this theme. Somebody drop that link in the chat. Please. I got it. We've definitely poked a fair amount of fun at this theme. Uh, the author basically um, made a comment that was longer than the site would accept and reposted the rest of it as well. Um, brought up a few points in there. Um, one, basically, that um, he kind of – it seems to me that he made this kind of fighting against an attitude of some designers, and, and I've heard this before too, that – well, people shouldn't have this many options because then they're going to be able to create a MySpace page you know, type thing basically and make it look terrible. Um, and he basically says he wants to empower people to make the site that they want to make, um, which, which I agree with. And like I said, I've definitely felt this as well. Um, well. One, because I'm not a designer and the sites I designed back in the front page looked like garbage. Um, but you know, he's saying people, you know, what they want to have, they want to have images in a certain way or they want to have, you know, breadcrumbs look a certain way. That's all fine and dandy, and I, I do I do think people should be empowered to do that. Um, but the way he's chosen to go about it is to make an option in his theme. Where what I'd rather have seen him done um, is that probably the same amount of time that he's spending building his options into his theme, you know, writing good tutorials about okay, well here's you know if you're using my theme, here's you know the the CSS classes you can target, and you can go in and, and use you know a custom CSS plugin or use my custom CSS plugin that I wrote. And, and do it that way, um, kind of leading people. If people are going to have to learn how to do it anyway, I would rather see people be learning a more universal way to do it. And um, instead, what he's kind of done is created almost his own community of users, which is is fine. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a commercial product of his. Well, there, I mean, there's, no, there's no reason he can't. But what you're, I think what you're saying though speaks more to or, or speaks more to 
uh, one of the reasons that it's tempting for theme developers to try to solve all problems, you know, right. le- less specific to, um, you know, Bruce's Weaver 2 and more to sort of this issue we see everywhere, which is the, it's the, it's the, it's the line of thinking that has theme developers building in a thousand short codes into their themes right. and building in, uh, building in theme options that require tutorials to properly operate. And these are things that, um, you know, I would even I would even levy this criticism sometimes on uh, on theme tutorials or on tutorials written to explain how to tweak this kind of theme using a function for this one specific framework, which you'll see every now and then when it's something that you know could be written in a couple of different ways to work with other themes as well. You know, something that is probably a WordPress or PHP function tutorial, which has kind of been you know, used as marketing material. I think sometimes these themes and, uh, you know, the way that they are designed are to encourage people to buy in or use a theme and stick with that theme forever (laughs) or become dependent on that theme. Right. And, you know, I don't think, you know, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I think it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's business, right? So, I mean, I don't, it's not, it's a, it's a, it's a strategy for sure, you know, to get well, people I mean, reliant on what you've built for them. And I don't think there's inherently something wrong with that. But I think when you're talking about ideals, you know, that's kind of a different. Discussion. I kind of use the analogy. It's like, you know, I'm sure everybody's gotten a call from, you know, grandparent that says, how do I get, get my pictures up? Well, you know, okay, grandma, I'm going to, I'm going to make a, a shortcut on the desktop. So you know, my, my pictures folder, I'm going to make a giant, I'm going to, you know, Chase a desktop background with a big flashing, you know, green arrow that says, "Here is your pictures icon." Right. Uh, rather than saying, "Okay, well, there's this thing called my documents or the documents folder where everything you have is stored. Mm-hmm. You should go there." So, you know, instead of giving a crutch, really kind of teaching how to really do it the right way. Right. But but from his perspective too, I mean, I see that you know, if he's really targeting kind of a more novice user base, it'd be frustrating as hell just to try to teach people not only. You know how to how to change this one thing, but to also teach them. Okay, well, there's this your WordPress installation runs on this thing called PHP, or you know, you, you know or, or you know, kind of basically explain the whole technology behind it. Conceptually, I think is I think some people don't conceptually get you know PHP, CSS, and then the, how it does the things it does. You know, mm-hmm. a lot, most people are used to you know graphical user interfaces. You know, if there's a right. something I want to change, that means there's got to be I mean, how many times have we said during a problem, it's like, well, there's got to be a box you can check somewhere to fix this. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of that way of thinking, is, I think, is somewhat valid as well. Sure. No, so I mean, I, it, I definitely. you've either you've either got a, a teaching situation or a solve this problem for me situation. And I think when you're when you're dealing with, um, you know, a, a number of options, then the decision's already been made. This is not somebody who necessarily wants to learn how to do it themselves. And Granted, that's that's probably a, a, always going to be a small group of you know the theme user community that wants to get more involved and learn things, right? And that's okay. I mean, that's it doesn't have to be it's talking about users. Um, and so then it's just about strategy. And I think I think it's perfectly valid to discuss you know what advantages or disadvantages one strategy has over another. And uh, Bruce makes good points in in his in his comments. And and I would say that. Um, I would say that I'm glad that it's worked for people and that it's solved problems. Um, 
I, but I also think that even if a project uh, or a piece of software has users, it's still uh, you can still criticize it and you can still talk about it. Sure. Um, you know, and that's I mean, we, we, you know, we'll criticize things about WordPress and it has way more users than anything we'll ever <laughs> produce uh, or anybody, uh, you know, making themes or plugins can possibly produce. So, you know, that's that's one way where I, uh, yeah, it's 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 still it's still worth chatting about, I think. Oh, yeah. So I'll link that discussion up uh, so everybody can check it out. I think it has it has dozens of comments. It's worth reading. Oh through. yeah, um, forty four kind of. Might have to do a uh, roundtable on theme options sometimes with, with a f- people who maybe we can get Bruce on and a few people who think differently and yeah. Have some well, fun. I mean, it, it, the last line of his comment is, you know, the customer is always right, and the customer wants three hundred options. And that's so. and that that really best illustrates that philosophy, you know. And that's the, you know, I think. Um, I was I was reading this uh, earlier this week. I'm not sure, you know, like I always, say, I'm not sure where I stumbled upon it. But uh, you know, Steve Jobs liked to quote, um, or, or he liked to quote uh, Ford um, Model T. Help me, uh, what's his name? Yes, Henry, Henry Ford. Ford. Henry Ford. Thank you. Uh, he liked to quote Henry Ford, who said that if I'd listened to users, they would have said they wanted a faster horse. And I think that there's mm. a little bit of I think there's truth to both of those sides when you say, well, the customer is always right, and then you say the customer doesn't know what they really want. Uh, and that's what makes the conversation interesting because you've got – I mean, I think – and you've got customers themselves who will who will say that they side on one given or the other, you know, that uh, – so, it, you know, it, it'd be – it'd make for a good discussion, I think. Certainly. Fun, fun, fun. Well, we know at least 270 people like that theme because that's how many fans he's got on Facebook. Oh, at least that many. Yeah. At least. Just want to point that. Oh, and, and how many thousand downloads did we say before? I think it was oh, 18,000, yeah, so something like that. Yeah. Well, and plus he has the pro version, which wouldn't be able to be tracked on .org. I'm curious how many yeah, you know, commercial the, customers the, he has. Yeah, the people who are involved in that wouldn't be tracked. So who knows? But um, do we have anything else we want to get into? Uh, one other thing. Okay. Yeah, I think you even linked it up, maybe. Um, the... Uh, uh, editorial did or Syed did over at WP Beginner about right. why WordPress themes should not have SEO options and, and why they do, um, which I know we've kind of brought this up at certain times before, um, but I, I just had another experience with this, and I definitely want to have an extra grind. Mm. Um, okay. Basically, you know, a lot of themes trying to be helpful will you know build in things in the functions file, like um, you know if you're on the home page, it'll display a certain thing for for SEO, you know, it'll put the, the title and the description in a different way than it normally does, or add it wants to add pipes, or it wants to add you know carrots and you know, greater than less than instead of the way the WordPress does it. And please, please don't ever do that again. <laughs> if you're out there making themes, please don't alter those things because I always, you know, again, this is a preference thing, but I will from this point forward until something else better comes along, always use the the Yoast SEO plugin. Um, because I like it, mm-hmm. and if I want to implement that thing, um, you, you know, pretty much the one, the one thing he says during his, um, you know, the setup instructions is go into your your header file, uh, your, your header.php, and change the call for the function because your theme is most likely messing it up. Uh, it's, right. it just wants to call I forget what the, the the tag is for, but basically just the, the WordPress title. Yeah, is all that needs to be called there because it, the the plugin is going to do its own magic. 
Well, this one thing theme I was using recently, um, not only did things at that level, but also had manipulation, manipulations in the functions file that when I changed it, when I changed the output, it white screened the site. Oh. So I had to, had to you know, think there's got to be something that's not getting happening right. So I went into the functions file and there was like a thousand uh, lines of code, which were well commented. And you know, each step of the way, it was, the logic was shown and why they did what they did. And that's, that's great. Thank you. But I, I don't want to do that. Right. Um, so, yeah. So if, if you want to, if you want to help me out with, with SEO, write good code. Is pretty much um, the, the base of Syed's article is you know if it's a if it's a if it has if a site has good code it will play nice with other things you can do to do SEO better um, and you know please stop trying to trick Google. Well, I mean it's 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 one well, it's less tricking it's more just building in more features to a theme right I mean it's okay. they're they're trying to it's a marketing ploy bundle everything into one. Rather than, and I think, and I'm still kind of nursing an editorial on the topic, but I think the, you know, the true test, and I think you guys would probably agree, because we've all been through a number of themes and plugins uh, in our time with WordPress, kind of that theme life cycle. You know, I don't know how else to describe it, but the, the, yeah. the period, you know, there, you kind of, you find the theme, it's perfect, you try it, kind of some learning curve issues, you get it, you use it for a while, you get tired of it, and now you got to find a new one. Yeah, and, I mean, well, and you the, helped me set up my last. Yeah, from that one site about three and a half years ago, and I'm looking at it now, thinking, huh, this is looking a little stale. It's about time for a new theme. Sure, and I think that uh, the more people go through that experience, the more they kind of come to terms or come around to this idea that a theme doesn't need to, and in fact shouldn't, pack in all of this stuff, because then it actually makes it more cumbersome, more difficult to use. And I think that in the long run, the true test of a quality theme will be how extendable it is, or I guess how supportive it is of plugins that you might use with it. And just to kind of, you know, give an idea of what I'm thinking about here, in addition to the SEO stuff, that's that's a big one. You know, that's really common. And I would say other things, too, that maybe theme developers don't necessarily think about. I think that if your theme does not play well with the top, let's say, 100 WordPress plugins, it's probably not a, a theme that users that, that is ready for users, mm. and so so just as an example, um, you know, I set up a theme and I want to enable uh, comment or post subscriptions. So the two simplest ways to do it: one would be uh, the, the what is it? Subscribe to comments by Mark Jaquith. Another one is is Jetpack. You know, depending on how much other stuff you need that Jetpack has. And all that's going to do is drop a checkbox at the bottom, you know, beneath the, the comment form that says subscribe me to this post comments. And this is a really, really simple example. But uh, if your theme, like, <laughs> if a theme hasn't been, I guess, thought through enough to check on stuff like that, there's a good chance that that might not display properly. And if that doesn't, then that that sucks. Like, that that's the kind of stuff that I'm thinking about. Even beyond stepping on plugins toes, I think it should that theme should, I guess, prepare for the most common plugins, which might be used for it, if that makes sense. So well, I mean, a lot of plugins then result to having, you know, default uh, styling outputs um, just to eliminate problems like this, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and and that's okay sometimes, I guess, but uh, ideally a plugin shouldn't be doing any sort of output on the front end of the site if you can help it, particularly for something that's going to be, um, you know, 
let's just say highly trafficked. You know, well, you don't, don't, wanna... don't get me wrong. I, I wish that a plugin would never do that. Um, you know, it would, right. if it would at least uh, tell me, okay, well, if you don't have files built in, please go copy and paste this into your into your file. Sure. sure. I, I think people want that. You know, one click install is just going to work. But you know, a couple times when I was going through and, and, and figuring out how to do the minification stuff, uh, depending on how the plugin added that code in. Sometimes it was still trying. It wouldn't. It didn't get picked up automatically with minification. I have to go in and deregister it myself. Right. Yeah. Um, so and all and all of that is not. You know, that's not. That's what I mean by extendable at a user level. Like at the point right. where you have to do any sort of copying, pasting, doing sort of, you know, tweaking and improving or you know optimizing. That's just not something that a user is ever going to do. So, that's like I said. I'm still nursing the ideas and stuff, but yeah. I think that that. On top of looking nice and on top of, you know, not just blatantly disregarding plugins like a lot will do, I think, you know, the next criticism to levy on themes once they get those basic things down is, okay, how ready are you to work with all these plugins that I'm probably going to want to use? But all that to say, at the very least, keep your SEO out of your theme. Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely every person has their own set of plugins that they want to use, but like you said, the big ones, the gravity forms, I know, mm-hmm. Carl, you know, I've definitely seen Carl talk about online before that, you know, help, help, your plugin's broken. Well, no, it's not. It's because there's a, you know, a JavaScript error that something else is causing. Right. Oh, wait, it's your, it's your terrible theme you bought, you know, from from a uh, marketplace for $40 and it, it's, it's broken. It's not my problem. Right. Well, I mean, the, the there are a lot, it's, it's, it's very the easiest thing to do in the WordPress world when it comes to developing is to make a theme, and so you get a lot of uh, beginning developers, which is totally fine, and that's what they should be doing. But uh, it's also very tempting for them to run off and think they can sell those themes right from day one, rather than you know stick to WordPress.org and submit. I wish that more new developers who had awesome design talents would you know stick with WordPress.org and the theme review process because. You know, I I just personally want to see the WordPress.org, I guess, design quality go up. And I see there are a lot of great-looking themes out there, but they don't always have the greatest code quality. So it's just, you know, hopefully in time that will change. Now we're, now we're just ranting. Now we're just ranting. Uh, Nick. Yeah. What do you want to say? Anything? I was just going to say, like, I feel like a lot of the really talented people in WordPress, especially the ones that maybe got their start doing themes and have moved to something else, uh, I think they'll eventually come back um, and 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 stop doing maybe all those creative niche things because um, ultimately what it comes down to is you have to you know I think most people you have to build you have to build a, a really large client base and to be able to be sustainable and so you can be you know filling all these tiny little holes and plugging these tiny holes but at some point you got to go back and and kind of feed the monster that kind of got you started. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'd like to see a lot of the really talented people that are, that are doing really creative things, um, come back and maybe, you know, take a theme that's maybe dead and, and it's not been updated, but it's a cool concept or, or, or had a cool idea there and just kind of revive it. Um, but you know, at, at, at this point, I think WordPress is, is, you know, nine years old, but it's still really, really young in the sense that, um, you know what? What kind of animal can it grow into in the next ten years? Um, right. And I think a lot of people are trying to position themselves to kind of be able to capitalize on that and kind of find their little spot and become the defining voice in whatever market that is. And so, 
you know, eventually, I think it's cool that we're we're getting back into the theme. We're gonna actually not get back into it. We're gonna actually start it for the first time, right? And, uh, and just review themes and kind of understand like all those hours and all those painstakingly terrible uploaded zip files that just started <laughs> broken. You know, we're gonna be able to relate to that, and maybe we'll have a little bit more sympathy when we are critiquing themes um, in the future. And uh, I think the the more you kind of said it too, it's like we have a responsibility to kind of contribute back as well. And so hopefully we'll get to a point where we can, we can do that more consistently. So, well, I'm really curious if there's going to be enough low hanging fruit for, you know, specifically me to be able to contribute to the theme review process. Um, again, maybe I'll just have to get into it, yeah, um, but I'm curious. Tell. Yeah. I'm curious how much of it is literally just, okay, here's these four plugins you're supposed to install and see if there's any errors that get thrown and report back on it. Or if really before stuff goes I live, think if one a good chunk of it is that. Well, I, I think uh, it's a low hanging fruit. I would venture to say that most. So what was there's like seventy four tickets right now awaiting review or in process of review. Yeah, I, I would guess that there's probably most of them will fail, just, you know, because of you know JavaScript error or you know something of that nature. That's going to be easy for me to say, hey, no, sorry, you right. know, this, this is this is the first step in this process. Which I and mean, that was actually part of the discussion um, on the mailing list was, okay, well, you know, all these issues that this person turned your theme down for are were kicked by theme check or the plugin. Um, did you not run that? And like, well, no, I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, so that, I mean, I guess a lot of I mean, if if, if you're a theme developer is planning on going to .org, please go through that um, that well, page to say how you know, not how. Even- not even just to .org, all theme developers should be using the theme check plugin, right? And 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 the um, the debug bar uh, to basically eliminate all of those issues before it even goes to anybody. I mean, I would say especially if they're selling or distributing their theme elsewhere, uh, it should really be the minimum standard for WordPress themes. But like I said, I mean, I think it's totally fine. You know, it's okay that people are learning, right? Sure. It's just as long as that it's actually a process of learning and not a process of, of anger, like, yeah. like, which I'm sure we'll experience more of and, and, and we'll get to talk uh, about I don't know. I think, I think maybe Brad, uh, Brad Williams is right. I'm just too nice. People are you too are, nice? When did he uh, say that? Know. When did he accuse you of being too nice? Well, yeah, or, I don't. Uh, it was on, on late night talking about you. So you're, oh, okay. you're, not, you're from the Midwest still. You probably open ah. open doors for people and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's, people. Uh, and this that. is in general. I'm learning. The people online are mean. If if, if, if Google's uh, thing is don't be evil, friends, don't be don't be mean. Don't you know? Just be nicer. <laughs> uh, that's okay. So you're I, already. I think you're. Already I sound like a whiny pussy right no, now. No, no. I. You know, I'm. I'm only laughing uh, because it's it's you passing that knowledge along. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, uh, I think that's a show. I think it's we a show. Got a show. Um, if you listen to this show, and if you hear this right now, then I know that you listen. Uh, give us a review on iTunes. Uh, I haven't checked uh, lately, but I don't think we have any. I don't think we have a single review on iTunes. Uh, you need so- a picture of me Photoshop with like a single tear. No, no, we don't need to do that. But uh, I will say that if we get a review... Uh, we will read it on the show, uh, but only if it's glowing and really nice. No, any any kind of honest review, uh, that'll be really helpful. We will read it on the show uh, if you submit it and we find it, and uh, that'll help other people find the podcast uh, on Twitter. 
uh, at Ryan Immel, at WP Candy, at J Jones FTW, at Nicholas underscore Weaver. I'll make sure all those are in the show notes as well. Anything else? Uh, just communicate with us more in general. I don't care if it's absolutely oh, terrible. Say you something. hate all of us. Say just something tell in us the you hate comments. Us. Uh, tell us you love us. Whatever you want to do, just communicate with more of us. So, so we can actually do better on this show mm-hmm. for everyone else that's listening. I mean, that's we kind of want to be beneficial to the community of people that are listening. So, love it. Make make yes. fun of us, hate us, love us, whatever you want to do. But uh, well, just let us know. Feedback is to good. communicate with us, and also if you have something to add to the conversation. I mean, uh, definitely if you have a review or a uh, submission you want to send to Ryan for the site. And um, if you'd want to be on the show with us so we could yeah. uh, kind of chat back and forth with you, if you have cool ideas, let us know. Definitely open door. Fantastic. Slightly open, yeah. Well, the screen door, most likely. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that does it for the weekly theme show, episode number nine. Thanks, guys. Catch everybody next week. Bye.